That's what we're going to be uh, talking about today is just connecting with covenant wounds. And just I just want to remind some people that might not uh, be aware, uh, but last year, uh, New Year's Eve, you know, kind of shared just about partnerships and God just connecting us with people that 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 complement and 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 just all kinds of good things, but just having that right connection. And so, of course, you have to be intentional, you know, about it. But you know, just kind of look at through the circumstances how some people have been able to connect virtually and and by other means like never before. So it has been some partnerships, there's been some connections in the spirit where people have just been um, in the body of Christ coming together, different streams being able to come together as as one, as I'm believing, you know, more and more so. So uh, let's go in the scripture. We've been in Luke chapter one. It's been so much uh, a revelation that's going line upon line and we're going to continue to do so. And remember, uh, we just talked about how the angel Gabriel, uh, you know, encountered Mary and began to spoke, speak to her about who she was carrying and what his, what his name shall be called and all those beautiful things. But then he also let her know, just like, hey, and your cousin Elizabeth has conceived in her old age. So Mary was like, you know, behold the maid servant of the Lord. In other words, let what you've spoken uh, come to pass. And so now we're going to see what happens next. And there's going to be some very interesting revelation here, um, um, some unique perspective here, but God is so good. Verse 39, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, Luke chapter 1, verse 39. And we're just going to read for a little bit, and I'm just going to just, uh, you know, unpack some things. So we just declare every heart open every eye open and ear open to be able to receive this atmosphere that everybody might be under wherever you're watching. It is subject to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we just uh, take authority over any fairness that would try to hinder conception of the word of God and faith and belief this day in Jesus name. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a, to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And I just thought it was funny. I don't know if Zacharias was there at that moment. Uh, and of course, I'm just using my imagination right now, not saying this happened. But of course, Zacharias was mute. Uh, he wasn't allowed to talk because God told him about his son that they were going to have, but because he didn't believe that, uh, you know, Gabriel told him, it's like, hey, you're not going to speak until these things come to pass. Um, so, uh, you know, I, uh, just imagine for a moment, what if Mary's like, hey, Elizabeth, hey, Zacharias, and Zacharias just kind of just had to wave his hand. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah. Now, remember, she had just received the word that your cousin, what uh, one she told about what she was going to be carrying, but then she just also received the word that your cousin, who is a much older woman, Mary was a young uh, child per se. She was more than likely a teenager. So her much older uh, cousin. So she goes with haste to where her cousin is. And I'm going to I'm going to share a little bit about this and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Now, um, verse 41. And it happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, as a matter of fact, let me just go back uh, and let's just cover this now. Because one thing when we're talking about, um, uh, you know, connecting with uh, covenant wombs, one thing that you'll see here, you'll see a generational connection. You'll see a quote-unquote older generation and a young generation. 
Both generations have conceived. Both generations are, are, are carrying something that is of the Lord, whether it's something within the womb or a word. But both generations are carrying something. And so what we're going to see as we go through Scripture here and that we must see today in life now is connecting with covenant wounds because there are different kinds of wounds that you might happen and so you want to that you might see in society but you want to make sure that you are connecting with the covenant wounds and I'm going to explain that because uh, God just began to just unveil some things to me and it was just like revelation and transformation and just even some things that you know I got to continue to do you know just as a bridge and connecting and, and all that types of stuff but Covenant wombs are coming together. So I just decree right now in the name of Jesus that from each generation, from the older generation and the younger generation, that they are coming together because both are carrying something from the Lord that provide value to each other. Yes, that provide value to each other. Now, let's take a look at this for a moment because uh, before we even get to that scripture, because many people know about the, the baby leaping in a womb and there's many messages about that. But when I just began to slow this down and God would just begin to kind of show me an order of some things or, or I believe it to be a type of order. Um, but one, let's just look at this again. Verse 39, it might just seem like just a regular a regular verse, but when I looked at it again, I'm just going to read it. You don't have to pull it up. But now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah, Judah meaning praise, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. That's verse 40 right there. So now this is what I notice. You have the older generation that has conceived something fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So older generation. Guess what? There's still some fresh things that you can conceive, even of what people might say as your old age. And even if there may have been a younger generation that have looked upon you with reproach, guess what? That we declare that that be broken in the name of Jesus, because there's going to be such a spirit of honor that is released amongst generations. How you saw amongst season of given different generations coming together, even more so now as the body of Christ. That there's not going to be any reproach. As a matter of fact, the reproach has been removed. Remember that the reproach has been removed in the name of Jesus. So it, so for even for those that are in the older age, guess what? You can still carrying carry something fresh that is of the Lord. Oh, somebody just say I'll receive that. Uh, you know, you call it, I call them super seniors <laughs> that are carry that can still carry the supernatural. Because guess what? Elizabeth was actually walking and she was carrying something that was supernatural. In the natural, she didn't qualify to be able to carry something like this. But God says, hey, I chose you because I've seen your faithfulness and how you've obeyed my commandments and served and followed the ordinances of the Lord. Oh, my God. So, so God still has something fresh to impart. But this is what I love. So now you still have the older generation. Now, catch this. You still have the older generation that is carrying something fresh of the Lord. So now what do you see that happens? The younger generation hears it. The younger generation hears and says, oh, you know what? The older generation, someone who I'm related to. Oh, so let me just say that. Guess what? You're still related to the older generation. Not by blood, but by spirit, meaning that there's still a connection point. Ah, somebody catch this. I know you're catching this. And so, so now the younger generation hears this and says, oh, now let me go to the house of the older generation with haste. 
let me get up off of me, even though I had received a great word myself, even though I am carrying something supernatural myself, let me go to the generation that came before me with haste because they are carrying something too. Oh, and here's the wonderful revelation because what the generation before, the older generation, what they are carrying, they're actually carrying something that is to prepare the way for the new generation. You see how it works together? So the new generation can't just go off on their own and be like, oh, man, I got this from the Lord. No, 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 no. You need to go and, and, and go and be in the presence of the older generation to be, uh, to be able to glean some things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though you're anointed in all that younger generation, guess what? We're still together. This is one thing that God opened my eyes. Oh, my God. He so opened my eyes to this because guess what? The name of Mary, Mary's name, she didn't walk and actually what her name meant. That's why I believe one reason why Gabriel had to keep pouring into her the word and what it is that she's going to carry because her name, the definition of her name, could actually create an environment for her to not be able to properly carry Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all remember the other Mary, Mary of Magdalene, who had to be delivered from demons? Jesus had to deliver her from demons because guess what? That name Mary, what it carries with it by definition, that definition means bitterness. And you know what another definition that it applies, that name Mary means? Rebellion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now you have this young generation, quote unquote, this young generation that has the potential to be bitter, that has the potential to be rebellious. But Mary... You know, she, 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 was, she, was of, she was of a different ilk. <laughs> she was of a different type. She, she, that womb was consecrated. She was a believing believer. And, and just, I'm, just, I'm just so blown away when you look at this, who is a very, very young woman. Could be preteen, mid-teens, or maybe later teens, but says, hey, you know what? Let me go to my older, much older cousin. Because sometimes younger generation might look at the older generation and say, I can't relate to them. We don't have anything. We don't have any connection point. And sometimes the older generation can look at the younger generation and be like, well, man, I can't relate because, you know, they're, they're just kind of doing their things. And, 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 and I have no idea the technology and stuff and what, what they're talking about. No, no, no. Both generations are carrying. But look at the order here. Look at the order. Mary got up from where she was. And she, she was carrying something that was even greater. But she still had to go and get the connection and glean and be in the presence of the generation before because that was needed to come forth first. Ah, God just began to open my eyes so much to this. That was needed to be able to come forth first. So the younger generation, we have to honor the generation that came before us. And guess what? They're still carrying. And I know I'm kind of like an in-between uh, generation, so to speak, but because they're still caring. I have to honor the generations that came before me and, and that are still living because guess what? They ain't dead. <laughs> Mary might be, I mean, Elizabeth might be old, but she wasn't dead. She was still carrying something fresh. She was still pregnant with something that was of the Lord. And here's the thing. She had proven herself with the life of, of consecration. And so now this was the sixth month uh, where Mary is actually coming, whoa, where Mary is actually coming uh, 
into the presence of Elizabeth. So now you have someone who could have been rebellious, someone who could have been bitter that says, no, nah, nah, I'm going to go with haste and I'm going to go with the gener- I'm not going to come with bitterness and rebellion and, and, and be in the presence of the older generation. And how many times do we see that amongst the young generation when they get the call of the Lord, they just go out in their great wonderfulness and everything that they're carrying and just shoot out and just try to birth forth and do things. Uh, But this is some wisdom right now. Make haste and be in the presence of a person who is older before you and who has proven themselves with a consecrated womb. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Sometimes it could be a blood relation, but I say even more so in the spirit that there's still a relation, a connection point, because the angel Gabriel, or or, or this was, I should say it this way, because, you know, Gabriel spoke to Zacharias, but both of them still had something that was of God. Now, I got to say this, because we're talking about covenant wombs, but this is the thing that I have to make point of. You don't want to have a convoluted womb. <laughs> There's going to be a play on some, some C words here. But a convoluted womb is something that's all tangled up and all mixed up and just all, uh, you know, even their convo, even their conversation is all jacked up. That is not how it's going to be between the generations. But then here's the other thing that you're not going to have, that we are not going to have. We will not have competing wombs. Oh, someone just need to turn to someone, just even if you might have be in, in, a, in an environment with somebody else, just, say, just turn to them and say, hey, you know what? We are not in competition. I'm not competing with what you're carrying, and what you're carrying is not competing with what I'm carrying. And so many people, and unfortunately, sometimes even in the body of Christ, you know, people want to try to one-up somebody, or they feel threatened because of what somebody else is carrying. And, and look, and, and so we're going to see, we're going to see how these two, they didn't compete with each other. These two women, these two cousins, these two generations, there isn't, there isn't a competition. Somebody might be carrying something that is of the Lord that is different from somebody else that is of the Lord, but it doesn't mean that it competes. It doesn't mean that it threatens. As a matter of fact, it should be complementary. We do not compete with one another. I got to say that again. We do not compete with one another. And it's not like anybody's trying to hold any, any other generation back. No, both wombs, especially when you're consecrated. When you're consecrated, then you're not, then you're not worried about competition. Because you, because you understand, man, what God gave me, guess who gave it to me? God gave it to me. And it's great. And it's awesome. And I'm going to steward this thing that God gave me. And I'm not competing. I'm not competing. And I've known some, you know, you've kind of, you know, been in some circles, uh, you know, and you just kind of hear pastors. And granted, of course, some, anyways, some things that I've heard in the past, you know, how some people talk about, well, man, how many numbers you got, doc? You know, they got that doc language, that doc vernacular. And it's like, yeah, you know, we doing this doc and this doc and, you know, how big is your facility doc and all that kind of doc, 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 all that stuff. And so it's, it's like an undercurrent of, of competition just to kind of see, well, you know, I've got this many followers or this many viewers or this many members and, and this type of prestige and this type of notoriety. And so even though we're supposed to be all one body, you know, you start to see a competition between the different uh, members of the body of Christ. But the thing is, that's what you call uh, 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 dis, dis, being disjointed. 
and each joint, instead of supplying, each joint has been competing. And so I think God is kind of clearing all this stuff up in this season right now uh, in the name of Jesus. So, again, we are not in competition with anybody. Everybody is carrying a grace that we can all be, be able to receive from. Yes, is there order? Yes, there's order. But there's still the things that complement one another. No one is a great wonder in and of themselves. <laughs> We are a part of the body of Christ, and we are to function as such. And so it's connecting with these covenant wombs, and it's just interesting, uh, you, you know, because you, can't, you can kind of hear uh, where people are by the conversation. Again, by the conversation that comes out of their mouth, there's that talk con con convoluted, meaning it's like, oh, it's kind of it's messy. It's kind of like I have no idea really what they're talking about. And many people have heard, heard people communicate, and it's like, well, man, I don't, I don't really know where they're coming from or even where they're going or, or, or what they're saying. But not so here. So now I got to read it one more time. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house, entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. I think I just need to say this one point. This might seem so practical, but it is so necessary because, you know, the younger generation is now so technology, so technical uh, that just being able to learn how to communicate with people on a personal, in-person manner, sometimes that's lost. But we just look at, at, at a Mary. She greeted her cousin Elizabeth. And, she, and, and, and then we'll continue on to see here. Verse 41. And it happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is where people begin to talk about how, man, you need to be around somebody that makes your baby leap. But, and, and I get that, and I do understand that to be a true principle about people who, you know, when you're, when you're talking, when you're conversating, that, you know, that there's life that kind of just springs forth on the inside of you. But, you know, when I just kind of looked at it again, and, and again, I'm not saying that that principle is wrong at all. I'm not. But I'm just saying in addition to when I just look at this, this, this scripture, I just look that who was doing the talking and then whose baby leaped first. <laughs> so you had Mary. So Mary, and it's not that she even, uh, we don't even know what she said, but it just says that she greeted Elizabeth. But as soon as she spoke, as soon as she entered the presence, because Mary was actually coming in the spirit of honor. How can you tell? Because she wasn't taking her time to get into the presence of Elizabeth. She was excited. Man, my older cousin Elizabeth is pregnant. She's conceived. Oh, I got to go see her at once. So I just imagine right now, imagine if you will, uh, that she just comes into the house of Zacharias and just says, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, glory to God. You know, I've, I've heard and, you know, the wonderful things that, that, that had taken place or, you know, maybe the angel, maybe she said, you know, Gabriel came and spoke to me. And then the Bible says that Elizabeth, when she heard the older generation, because you have this younger generation coming in honor, coming with a, a consecrated womb as well, coming as a believer, coming to greet, to say hello, to be able to thank God for the things that are taking place in their life. It caused the baby in Elizabeth's womb to leap. Now, the baby was already filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. John the Baptist was already filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's just another uh, message in and of itself. But John the Baptist was already filled with the Holy Spirit from his womb. But then, but then check this out. Elizabeth got filled up 
<laughs> I'm just thinking about my grandmother. God bless my grandmother. You know, she'd say that she'd just be filled up. <laughs> but Elizabeth got filled up with the hearing of Mary's greeting. And then the baby, it caused the baby to be able to leap. Some things to be able to spring forth. And so I, I got to say this. And we're, we're going to see this more, but I just, I just need to say this now. So I just think in this complimentation, is that a word? I don't know if it is or not, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and this complimentary uh, spirit of Mary, you know, just coming to be able to honor and to serve. Oh, you're going to see that. To be able to honor and serve the, the, the previous, to, to serve the generation that was before her or the older generation. So in that, it caused the baby to leap for that generation to be filled with the spirit of God. But then here we go. This is so good. Because of all that. That honor, that making haste, that going before, what can I do? I am so excited. I am here to serve. You're going to see that. You, you, you're going to see that in just a little bit. I am here to serve. I am so happy for what God has placed on the inside of you. It stirred up something on the inside of Mary, I mean, on the, on the inside of Elizabeth that was there. So she was carrying something. But guess what? The Holy Spirit came and gave her something even in addition to prophesied to Mary's womb. Mary was coming in a spirit of honor to serve, greeted this generation. This generation was already carrying something, but because of the honor, because of the greeting, because of the right spirit, because of the belief, because of the consecration on which they came, guess what? I believe that ministered to Elizabeth in that moment just so much that she was compelled or the Holy Spirit filled her up so much to be able to prophesy back to the younger generation. Mary had received, why? Because the older generation was already, has already been set and ordained to prepare the way for the younger generation. Not only, in, not only in position, but also prophetically to be able to prophesy and to speak some things. Ooh, because here we go. Mary had received the word. Mary had received and she believed. But she still need Elizabeth to prophesy. Ah, I think God set that up. She had received it, but she still need the older generation to prophesy and to see some things and to set forth and to confirm some things within the earth realm. God uses his angels. Woo, we thank God for his angels. But then guess what? God uses people. So Elizabeth began to prophesy into the atmosphere, but what we're going to see, she began to prophesy to the womb oh, of Mary. She began to prophesy of the womb, so, so to, just to continue to add. And the Holy Spirit, you know, came upon her and filled her up so much to where this prophetic. And so you, you, you prophesy, because guess what? She prophesied according to covenant. She prophesied according to covenant. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to take a look at another scripture and come back here. And it happened, verse 41 again, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe in her womb, Elizabeth's womb, leaped. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 42, then she spoke with a loud voice. Oh, come on, older generation. Don't be quiet now. <laughs> we need you to speak loudly. Then she spoke with a loud voice and be and loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. Where have we heard that before? That sounds a little bit like Proverbs 31, right? And then the angel. Oh, 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 yeah. And then the angel also let her know. Gabriel also let Mary know. It's like, hey, you're blessed among women. 
So here Elizabeth is now prophesying by way of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. <laughs> blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Let me stop there for a moment. Remember, we're talking about connecting with covenant wombs, and you might not realize this, but what she just prophesied, she actually prophesied what Gabriel had already spoken to her, but then she also prophesied covenant to her. She prophesied a covenant statement to a generation that had the potential to be bitter or rebellious. But she says, no, 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 you're not going to be bitter or rebellious. Not you, younger generation. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Uh-huh. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Oh, so now how do we know that this is a covenant statement? Turn with me. Uh-huh. I'm already there. Deuteronomy chapter 7. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 7. We're going to take a look at this. Deuteronomy chapter 7, starting with verse 12. This is actually um, just some covenant statements that God is actually saying uh, and, you know, speaking through uh, Moses, but when people obey God. So I'm just going to look at a few verses here, verses, set, verses 12 through 14. So, again, this is Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12, 13, and 14. Y'all ready? This is so good. Someone shout hallelujah. My oh, God. Woo. Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments, and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your forefathers. Verse 13, and he, God, will love you and bless you and multiply. This is covenant talk. And he will also bless the fruit of your womb. Bless the fruit of your womb. Somebody just underline that. That is natural and in the spirit. And let me just say this. Men, you have wombs too. You have wombs too. This is that spirit man talking about. That ability to carry. Bless the, he will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land. Your grain and your new wine and your oil. This is so much. The increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock. In the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you, I'm going to stop at verse 14. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you. Remember that womb talk, right? Among you or among your livestock. Let me read 14 one more time. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. That's a covenant, and it continues on, but that is a covenant. That is a covenant blessing. So now let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 42, one more time. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. Remember how Deuteronomy, he says that, hey, you will be blessed among people. Elizabeth prophesied to Mary and to Mary's womb and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So that blessing continues on from that generation, and this even preceded Elizabeth. But she still continues to prophesy that same covenant blessing because the covenant blessing is supposed to go from generation to generation. The connection should not be broken. That's why we have to be intentional about connecting with, with covenant wombs. It shall not be casual. 
And this is one thing that, 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 that God has been challenging me. And it's something that, you know, he just continues to work with me. I should say it that way. Continues to work with me because personality-wise, I'm, I'm not typically a talker. But one thing that he's just letting me know, he's like, look, you have to be intentional about being intentional. <laughs> Some things just ain't going to happen. Even being intentional. He's like, look, you have to be intentional even about the intentional plans that you have. So some conversations that I have to initiate because I'm, I'm good at just kind of just listening. But it's some things that I just have to just, you know, just begin just to talk, which I can. But I just I'm like, Lord, just give me more of that inclination. And some people just even for relationships, because sometimes people are just waiting and, and, and waiting. It's like, well, man, why don't they just call me? Why don't why don't they just kind of send me a letter? Well, guess what? Some you have to initiate some things. Look at this younger generation. Mary. Elizabeth didn't call her. But Mary heard the word from Gabriel. It's like, look, your, your cousin is conceived. And Mary's like, man, I need to go see her. I need to go check on her. I need to position myself. And then she wound up getting blessed with this covenant blessing of the womb that still helps of what it is in preparation of, of who she's carrying and who she has to carry and bring forth in the Messiah. Oh, my God. So there has to be communication. There has to be initiation. And I need to say that again. You have to be intentional about being intentional. That's one of the 2020 lessons that, I, that I've learned when I just look back at this year. I was like, oh, Lord, there's some things that I kind of stumbled across by accident. But God was like, hey, but you have to be intentional about being intentional. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I got it. Conversation that I have some, some spiritual leaders of mine who I hadn't spoke to in, in a while. And I was like, man, you know what? Let me, let me call. Let me, let me sow a seed in honor. And then let me call. And then they were just able to just impart some additional wisdom. And I was like, man, thank you, Lord. Because sometimes we could just go off on our own innocently. And God says, hey, look, I just want to open your eyes. It's like, no, every generation, every generation, we, we, we got to stay connected. That's part so that way that covenant can continue on. And not just the covenant between people, but the covenant that God has ordained for humanity in Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. I got to say it one more time. So we need this. Older generation, we need you speaking in a loud voice. In other words, speaking up. I'm not saying that you got to be actually like loud in somebody's ear, but this is what they're prophesying. We need you prophesying. We need you speaking to the generation before. And some of you might just, might just say, well, man, I'm not a prophet. Guess what? Elizabeth wasn't. But the spirit of the Lord filled her and she began to prophesy. Ah, oh, yeah, that is so good. And so... If you catch it, younger generation, this is just a secret key to how to be able to glean some things and inheritance. And this is how you can glean an inheritance. When you just position yourself to just honor the generation before, you can get a blessing. And I'm not even talking about just a monetary because all, most of the blessing was actually verbal. When they blessed the generation before, they spoke, they pronounced the blessing, and then it began to manifest. Oh, but you could, if you can get that blessing of the words... Oh, that's what you can do. That's what you can do. Even for someone that is not your blood, that is not your uh, blood relation, you could still position yourself in the life of some, uh, another older generation. This is so good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And you can still get a blessing as an inheritance for your family that you can carry. Why? Because it's still about the kingdom. It's still about God's plan and covenant. It has to manifest in the earth. So if there's a disconnect in one bloodline, guess what? You can still inherit something. For someone that is not technically your bloodline because it's still a connection in the spirit because of consecration. 
You're going to see this. Because of serving, you're going to see this. Verse 42, let me read it one more time. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So someone just lay your hands on your womb right now. Just say the fruit of my womb. <laughs> you got to be careful. We ain't talking about the fruit of the loom. <laughs> but we're talking about the fruit of the womb. Say the fruit of my womb is blessed. All right, here we go. Verse 43. And then Elizabeth continues on, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And then she continues on with another blessing. Look at this, y'all. Verse 45. Blessed is she who believed. And this is one of the, okay, let me read this verse first. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Wow. What an additional blessing. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed are you because you believe. And that's one of the main distinctions between when, when, Zach, when, when Zacharias encountered uh, Gabriel versus when Mary. Zacharias got the promise of a child, but he didn't believe. Remember his womb? He didn't believe. He didn't have a womb, uh, a, a, a womb that was created. He didn't create a womb of belief. How we talked about this this past Wednesday. But Mary did. She believed. And Elizabeth acknowledges, blessed are you because you believed. Oh, you are so blessed. And even Jesus pronounced this blessing. He was like, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Oh, so if you're believing, guess what? You could, you could be saying, well, man, how come, I, how come no one has blessed me? No, no, no. Open your eyes to who blessed you. Jesus himself blessed you. If you believe, you are blessed by no one greater. By no one greater. People on earth can confirm it and affirm it and fortify it and strengthen it. But you, you, you got to understand that you have the blessing of God incarnate himself, the word himself. He said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. So guess what that means? That means you and me. You and I, we're blessed. Oh, so we got to carry that. We got to understand that. And so again, blessed is she who believed for there will be, there will be in this season. Because you believed, because you have a womb that has been created and, and, and saturated with belief. Remember that, right? We're, we're believing believers. We are believing in this season. God, that you can do the miracles. You can do the supernatural. And Mary herself said, you know, in other words, let it come to pass. You know, what has been spoken over my life? And so what does, what does Elizabeth do? She begins to prophesy that same thing in confirmation and says there will be a fulfillment. In other words, you don't have to second guess. <laughs> you don't have to second guess the encounter that you had if these things are so. You don't have to second guess what God spoke over your life, no matter how uh, unique and how far out there it might seem. You don't have to second guess what has been spoken to you of the Lord. Oh, so now look what, uh, look what the older generation does. Look what the older generation does. Now they begin to help fortify and acknowledge what the younger generation carries. You see how it's two ways? You see how it's a connection where both generations are ministering to one another? And so now the older generation is pouring into the younger generation and saying, hey, you don't have to second guess. Blessed are you because you are believing even as a young woman or even as a young person. 
Blessed is your womb. Blessed, blessed, blessed is what you're carrying. In other words, I acknowledge what God is doing in your life. Even though you're young, I still acknowledge what God has blessed you with. And it's going to be great. This is what the older generation can say to the younger generation. And then it says, blessed are you for you believe. And guess what? The things that God has spoken to you, even at your young age, you might experience some things. But guess what? This is what the younger, older generation says to the younger now. There will be a fulfillment. There will be a fulfillment. Well, how do you know? Because I was young, but now I am old. Oh, come on, older generation. But never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. And then it continues on talking about the fear of the Lord, right? So now you got this older generation now. Come on. This unity, this oneness, this harmony, these wounds that are just connecting. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blessing you. You're blessing me. I'm here for you. You're here for me. Oh, I thank God for the foundation of, of the generation uh, that laid the foundation for this ministry, even of abounding grace. I honor it. I'm like, there's still so much. It's like, look, we're not just going to build something just, just totally. And it's like, no. We, like the things that have come before, the things that have been established, you know, it's, it's just eternal. And so we have the responsibility to continue to carry this covenant forward and to do even greater. We have that charge. But that's how, it, that's how God looks for each generation. And so we have to be in position to receive. And it's amazing. I'll never forget, you know, I'm thinking about this time right now. Um, I don't remember, I don't quite remember all the circumstance, but the ministry where I was at before, Mount Gilead in Richmond, Virginia, uh, for, for some reason, I don't remember, maybe it was a youth event, I don't remember that part, but I remember Dr. Marilyn Hickey. For those that don't know, just look her up. She's been a general in the faith, still going strong in the kingdom. Uh, she's either late 80s or early 90s by now. Um, but I remember it, it was some, some time ago. And so my wife and I, we were sitting on the front row and she had gotten up to begin speaking. And while she was there, I don't know if she interrupted her message. I don't remember this part in particular, but I, I remember she was like, aren't you the youth pastor? And I said, uh, yeah, I just kind of nodded my head. She said, stand up. She was like, the Lord is just so on you. And then she just began to prophesy to my womb. And what she prophesied to me was a particular uh, chapter, she prophesied to me, Psalms chapter 139, verse 5. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but she was like, you know, the Lord is just before you and he's behind you and he's just so laid his hand to bless. No, because this is what Marilyn Hickey does. She says, you know, like lay your hand upon your heart. That's what Marilyn, Dr. Marilyn Hickey does. Just lay your hand upon your heart. You know, she does that a lot. So that way you can make an impartation to, even to your, your womb or to your spirit. And so I did that and she just began to speak uh, to me. And here's the thing. I probably may have read that verse on top before, but I never, I never, it never like spoke to me until she spoke it to me. And now that thing has been with me ever since. So now as a, she imparted something to a younger generation. Ah, and guess what? We didn't have any, if you know Marilyn Hickey, we don't have any blood relation. Oh my God. But here's the thing that I'm getting a connection now because God used her. That wasn't the first time she used her even in my family. Because while my sister was younger, at some point, I, don't, I really don't remember this part, um, but she had spoken a word to my sister when she was a little girl about education. And, of course, my sister, uh, you, you know, is younger than me by you know, a couple of years, but, you know, she's, you know, anointed in education, director and all that. I just to say that to say this, and you know, I thank God for Dr. Marilyn Hickey. Come on. 
Um, but just the impartation. You just never know, older generation, what, what the words mean and how they just kind of guide. And so I just say, just continue to say that there, and you just continue to pour out and speak into the next generation and say that there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told you of the Lord. Oh, even parents, natural parents, even a blood relation, whether your child uh, is connected, because sometimes, you know, children are just kind of out there, uh, but just continue to just prophesy to their wombs in the name of Jesus. Just continue to speak and call out the gold, even though they might have the name of rebellion, <laughs> even though they might have the name of bitterness. No, you continue to speak to them. Don't go by what, it, what they might be called. Go by who God has called them to be. Mary had the name of bitterness and rebellion. That was the name, but she was called to be the mother of our Savior to be the mother of our Lord. So you begin to speak to them, and this goes for anybody, really. You just begin to speak to who they're called to be, not who society has identified them to be. Ah. And then just begin to prophesy covenant, begin to prophesy what God said, because that's what Mary did, that's what Elizabeth did by unction of the Holy Spirit. This is so good. So now here we go. Verse 46, we're going to continue on in just a little bit. And Mary said, my soul, look at what the younger generation, look at what Mary said. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit. <laughs> you see what has been imparted to her womb and my spirit. So you got her emotions magnifying the Lord, her intellect, all that. That's the soulless realm and will. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, verse 48, for behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. How many generations? All, older, younger, all generations will call me blessed. Verse 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Verse 50, here we go. This is going to tie it all together. In his mercy, y'all remember mercy in Deuteronomy 7, Deuteronomy 7 right? And his mercy is on those, is on who? Say it out loud because we've been talking to this about the fear of the Lord. And his mercy is on those who fear him from what? From generation to generation. Ah, glory to God. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. This is such a God-ordained timing of this message. Because while people are looking on the outside about, uh, about, uh, uh, about, they say how, man, we're just so divided and things of that nature. No, 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 no. I'm not calling the name of what we see. I'm calling who, me in particular, I'm calling who God has called us to be. I'm calling us as to be a united body of Jesus Christ, to be a United States of America. Why? Because that is the call of God. Not what people might look like on the outside. And I know it's part of the anointing because I'm like, God, Lord, clearly you revealed this to me for, for, for the assignment. And I thank God that we're able to partake in just this revelation, all of us, because guess what? It's from one generation to the next. For those that, guess what? The fear of the Lord <laughs> and the mercy of God and that covenant is to go from one generation to the next. It has to be taught from every generation. Even though Elizabeth was an older generation, guess what? Someone taught her in some form or capacity to be able to understand it, to be able to honor the commandments of the Lord and the ordinances of God. And then she gets older and God says, hey, I have not forgotten your life. 
So I'm going to give you something fresh. Yeah, you still carrying, Elizabeth. I know you're older, but you're still carrying. But now I'm going to bring along a younger generation that's just going to help, help, your, help your baby leap. Help your baby leap. And then as they're helping your baby leap, you're going to begin to prophesy and speak unto them so that way they can go even further and what they're carrying is even greater. That's just going to even impact the world. But it all connects together. It's all in order. So that means even our generation or my generation, even though we're carrying something that's great, now the generation that's after me, guess what? They're carrying something even greater. And even the generation that's after them, guess what? They're carrying something even greater. In other words, nobody's looking at this and say, hey, you know, I'm just good all on my own. No, every generation must fear the Lord. So now you hear this young girl, Mary, saying his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Oh, that's covenant wombs connecting there. And here's what's so cool about this. Let me finish with this thought. Let's just skip on down to verse 56. There's, there's so much uh, to that. Uh, you know, Mary just began to just speak, and this was just a song of Mary. But verse 56, and Mary, and Mary, and Mary remained with her. With who? Elizabeth. And Mary remained with the older generation for about, about three months and then returned to her house. My God from, oh, my God. <laughs> she wasn't there just to say hey, but she was there with her for about three months. So, so she had she had gotten there at about Elizabeth's six months. She had already been pregnant for about six months. But then Mary stayed for about three more months up until the point that it was time for Elizabeth to deliver. And I don't not, scripture doesn't let us know that Mary was there when Elizabeth gave birth. We don't we don't kind of see that, but she was there at least up until that point. And then came back to her house. So in other words, what do you think? We can just kind of, you know, I just imagine while she was there that three months that you, you just have that generational connection. And they're talking about the things of God and imparting one to another. And Mary serving Elizabeth, because she's still an older woman. But Mary serving Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, is there anything I can help you with? Oh, Elizabeth, no, 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 no. Let, let, me, let me do that for you. Girl, Elizabeth, no, no, no. I got this. I know I'm carrying, but you're carrying. What you're carrying is about to come forth now. Oh. And then as she's doing that, Elizabeth still is like, Mary, you are blessed. You are, you are this. You are that. And it's just that beautiful oneness of the wombs and, 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 and what is on the inside of Elizabeth and what is on the inside of Mary coming together. And Mary, oh, my God. Just so awesome. And so... From generation to generation. So now you have both of these two women in the fear of the Lord and the mercies and the grace of God upon them both. And guess what? Both of them deliver something that just uh, that was just a, a fulfillment of what God desired just even from one covenant and then the birthing of what God desired, you know, even from the new covenant. But guess what? Both covenants aren't com they complement one another. You don't have the new without the old, but then you also have the old, but then you have the new for fulfillment. It's just a coming together. It's a coming together. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on. Someone just needed to just give a shout of praise. Come on. Someone just let your soul magnify the Lord right now. I just so sense we just need to do that. Let your spirit rejoice right now. Come on, someone just, just begin to lift up a song of hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Come on, someone just begin to give them glory from one generation to the next. Come on, even in your house, just begin to just lift up a praise. Just begin to lift up a song before the Lord. Come on, let every soul magnify the Lord and let our spirits rejoice in God, our Savior. God, my soul magnifies in you, Lord, and my spirit rejoices in you, my Savior. Oh, hallelujah. And we say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, God. Lord, we honor you, we lift you up, we praise you, God, from one generation to the next, God, and we decree, God, that your covenant is everlasting, Lord, and that even in this house, God, we, yeah, come on, just begin just out of the spirit, just begin to just lift up a praise, just even out of the spirit, come on, with a loud voice. With a loud voice, some of y'all might even have children or grandchildren in your home. Just begin to prophesy to them in a loud voice. Prophesy to the womb in a loud voice. And then uh, children, uh, just begin to just prophesy. You know, y'all just exchange. Just, just begin to prophesy, speak life. Whatever God just begins to speak. Come on, Holy Spirit is just beginning to fill wombs afresh right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the oneness, Lord, and love for one another, that we might be an example and a demonstration to the world of your presence, God. I thank you, Lord, that there is no competition, no convolution, but there is a complementing and covenant connection in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no threatening. There's no putting down. Oh, from one generation to the next. No, 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 no. But each generation is consecrated and walking in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to just bless the name of the Lord one more time. Bless the name of the Lord one more time. Okay, so now even as we're doing this, now, now I just want to do this. Verse 51, he has shown his strength. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud. See? He has scattered the proud and their imagination in their hearts. Verse 52, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Verse 53, he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Verse 54, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Verse 55, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. My God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mary is singing about all this and acknowledging God's favor and his presence in the midst of this. Come on, just begin to lift your hands right now. Just begin to lift your hands right now. I just, just so sense that God is just moving and where the enemy has tried to creep in to where there's been division and where there's tried to been, you know, competition, even amongst the body. Because, you know, sometimes people are like, well, man, uh, I've even heard this. Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. I'm just hearing this because some women, in the, I'm talking about biological women, and this has been a statement that I've heard, you know, women say just from generations. They say, you know what, that's why I don't like women because, you know, women are just too catty and I don't get along with women. I just, that's why I just rather just be around guys and men. No, 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 no. That shall not be your lifestyle. That shall not be your statement. So we just arrest that thought. We arrest that spirit in the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. From one generation to next, women are honoring women. Men are honoring men. Women are honoring men. Men are honoring women. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, we break that. <laughs> we break that and we declare it is broken 
in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you, Lord, now that you are just healing and restoring wounds. Come on. You're healing and restoring wounds that may have taken place because someone that may have been competing with you and, and put you down. And, and, and maybe you were just innocent. Maybe you really were trying to serve. And someone may have looked at you and thought, you know, from like a Saul to David and, and thought that you were just trying to, you know, whatever. And they recognized and they were jealous. No, but God, let there be healing of your heart in the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. Let there be healing of your heart. Yeah, you don't have to be bitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do not have to be, and you will not carry this bitterness. So, Lord, I thank you for applying a sickle to any root of bitterness and rebellion in Jesus' name. Because some people have gotten off into rebellion because of a wound. And because that wound remained open, that spirit of rebellion crept in. So we just break that spirit, and then we cast that spirit of rebellion and witchcraft and manipulation and competition out in the name of Jesus. No, I'm letting you know right now, God has a space for you in his kingdom, and it is valuable. Come on, Saka Maha, and it is valuable. Your gift shall make room for you. So just get back in the place of consecration. God's got you. You don't have to worry about people elevating you. Mary just sung the song about how God will exalt. God will exalt in due time. Don't even worry about the timing. Don't even worry about how long it's taken. Yeah, because Elizabeth was an old woman. But guess what? She wound up carrying something that was fresh. Well, Lord, how long does it take? It doesn't matter from the perspective of eternity. As long as what you bring forth is making a way. Because there was no one greater among men than John the Baptist. <laughs> Woo, there was so much said in that. So, so, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your balm healing that wound. In the heart, in the name of Jesus, some people may have been hurt and have not wanted to reach out because of some of the things that may have happened and some things that instead of people prophesying, you know, they may have spoken things in condemnation and out of fear and out of jealousy. But God, I thank you, Lord, that, there, that there's just a renewness of heart. And Lord, and maybe, for, and maybe if you have been someone who has spoken some things uh, and maybe have felt threatened and spoke some things inadvertently or, or without knowingly, and maybe because there was a moment of your womb wasn't consecrated and you spoke out of something. So just say right now, just say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I repent. <laughs> yeah, in the name of Jesus. And then what you can do, and sometimes this could be a parent relationship or whatever other kind of relationship. But just do this. Just in humility, just reach back out and say, hey, you know what? I remember you may have forgotten, but I spoke some things some time ago. Uh, but I just I just want to let you know that, you know, I'll repent it, but I want to ask for your forgiveness as well. And whether they forgive or don't, just 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 say, hey, you know what, God, I just wanted to do that just so that way covenant can continue to go forth. So that way there's still a connection. And guess what? Sometimes people hurt you and they don't even know they hurt you. And then we can take offense and take wounds. Come on. But no, no, from one generation to the next, we're going to be in consecration and in fear of the Lord. And then we're still going to extend and just maintain those relationships. Because sometimes people don't know. They don't know. Oh, my goodness. Woo! There's some healing taking place right now. Thank you, God, by your spirit. Just continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm just checking to see if there might be anything else. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, God, for restoration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, you remember Elizabeth, she was carrying someone who was actually going to turn the hearts of, of the fathers and, and mothers to the children anyways. 
in the hearts of the children. That's part of one of John's assignments. Many in the nation of Israel. It was going to be a turning. In other words, it was going to be a connection of generations. So, man, there is so much. Glory to God. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, God, for doing it. Thank you, God, for this work, this awesome work. God, we acknowledge what you're doing in our midst right now in Jesus' name. We acknowledge what you're doing in our midst, and we say, Lord, it is beautiful. It is awesome. God, I thank you, Lord, for the healing. Come on. And even as some of y'all just, yeah, some of y'all just need to just exhale right now and just let it go. Some of y'all just need to release a cry out right now and just let it go. God, God is just going to so fill you right now with his spirit, with a fresh yeah, some of them hurts and wounds that some people have been carrying just even up to this point and maybe not even knowingly, but God will just begin to open your eyes from, from one generation. It could be young. Sometimes, you know, parents might have children and, and it seemed like that the children just rejected them and they're just in rebellion and, doesn't, and don't want any advice. I'm just saying this right now and don't want any advice. God just says, hey, you know what? I just still pray for them, cover them. Let them go and just release. Just, just, just release out a cry. Just even out of your belly right now. Just release out a shout. Just release out a groan right now in the name of Jesus and just let that come forth. So that way, and guess what? God will restore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just believe. Just believe God will restore. Thank you, God. That they will not die before restoration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had to release that in the atmosphere. And our angels go forth, carry that word and minister to those that, that might be out there, those children. Um, that might be out there, God. We declare life that they shall not die before restoration of generations in Jesus' name.